Welcome to the DDI podcast, where we're on a mission to demystify the misconceptions of the digital infrastructure sector and share the incredible stories of the people and the businesses transforming life as we know it through tech. My guest today works for one of the largest global data center operators, a company which has a footprint in nearly every corner of the globe. He started his career in engineering and project management, and through a passion for tech, found his way into Amazon Web Services, leading its data center teams at both local and regional level. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Tom Gorman, Director of Operations at Digital Realty in Ireland, to the launch episode of the DDI podcast for a discussion on the challenges and opportunities facing the tech sector, the energy landscape, and some insights into his personal and professional journey. Without further ado, Tom, welcome to the podcast. It's a pleasure to host you for our first episode. Thanks, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here. And um, for our listeners, let's kick off with a quick intro about your role at Digital Realty. If you can give us a bit of insight, that'd be fantastic. And, and maybe, a, maybe a short brief on the company too. Sure. So at Digital Realty, um, I'm the operations director here in, in Ireland for the Ireland region. We have about nine data centers in Ireland, um, spread over three locations around the Dublin metro. Uh, Digital Realty itself is <clears throat> one of the largest, if not the largest, uh, that provides carrier neutral co-location data center facilities to uh, multiple uh, of different industries and companies. Uh, actually, we reached a significant milestone recently. Uh, we've just onboarded our 5,000 customer globally. So, uh, you know, that, that was a significant milestone from the company. And, and we host a variety of companies across multiple sectors, including, uh, you know, the gaming sectors, the financial sectors, streaming services, online retail, uh, banking sectors. And we cover a broad mix of FDI, hyperscale, enterprise customers. Uh, and we pride ourselves on being at those core key locations globally, similar to Schneider, <clears throat> where we can attract, you know, not only the, the high value and the, the localized customers, but where we can give those value propositions uh, at a local level. Tom, intriguing. And we're going to get into more of that depth, I think, as we go through the podcast. But maybe I take us back a little bit first. How did you get into the tech sector? Where did the interest for tech start for you? Wow, that's, that's, a, that, that's an interesting one. I mean, I always had a bit of a passion for, for technology and engineering going way back to uh, when I was a kid taking apart TVs in my mom's sitting room um, and old radios and trying to put them back together with various degrees of success. But I suppose I started my professional career with Intel in the semiconductor industry way back in uh, the early 90s when Intel kicked off in Ireland. And you know, for those of us that came out of uh, college in the you know late 80s, early 90s, the, there wasn't a huge amount of industry in Ireland at that time. But, you know, some some smart moves by the Irish government at the time attracted some international investment and brought companies like Intel uh, and other technology companies and pharma companies into the in, into the region. So Intel was a real proving ground for me and others in the industry. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time there developing as an engineer, as a as an account manager, as a as a principal kind of account lead and role and, and developed a, a real interest and a passion for evolving technology. And, and, at, and at a point in time, it was a natural progression to step away from the semiconductor industry and into what, what I saw at the time as being the next evolving, real, you know, driving driver of uh, global tech, which was which was the data center industry. 
Uh, and the data center industry, for those that don't know, I mean, it underpins so much in our in our life and our economies. I mean, as I mentioned, some of the industry and sectors we cover, um, but also, you know, we look at social media platforms, um, online gaming and retailing, as I said, streaming platforms, global uh, online sales. All of those industries are underpinned by the data center sector and the technology in data centers has been constantly evolving. I mean, People, you know, data centers may be a new word for a lot of people, but we've been around for over 20 years and, you know, we've been constantly evolving, constantly driving innovations, constantly, you know, improving our sustainability, improving our engineering, uh, giving a better value proposition to our customers and really helping that digitized economy grow. So you've had an interesting start. So ripping apart TVs in your living room Absolutely. was where it all began, right? Where so it all began, taking gearboxes apart on the mother's uh, uh, dining room table was an interesting one. She still hasn't <laughs> forgiven me for that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but but you you kind of do a reasonably important job now to help her function in her life, right? So I'm sure she really would forgive you. Um, so so you've given us a bit of an insight there into um, the kind of technology journey that Ireland has been on, which has been mm. a fascinating and a, a, actually an exponential piece of growth there. But uh, when you look at the data center industry in particular, because it, it does serve a number of different purposes, right, for everything that we interact with in our daily lives. But when you think of the challenge, because there are always challenges in every industry, what, what, what do you see as maybe the, I don't know, top two or three that are affecting our set sector at this moment in time? So I think, I think probably one of the biggest challenges we have as a sector is educating people around us, uh, including decision makers at government uh, policy level, to actually what data centers are and what they do and what they provide and support and how they underpin our economy and our digitized economy. I think that's a, that's a huge challenge, uh, both locally and globally, uh, to, to, to really educate people on what we do, because to some degree, data centers are this unknown entity. I mean, if you talk about the cloud, you know, the, the vision of the cloud is this uh, you know, this, this space that, that data is stored and information is stored, but the cloud is a physical uh, infrastructure platform. It's physically housed in data centers. It requires physical, you know, locations. It requires power, requires cooling. And, and you know, maybe that's not a well-known. I think the other challenge really, you know, and this has been broadly uh, discussed in, in other media platforms is, is our energy consumption uh, and how we both deal with and drive sustainability as, as a challenge, you know, across energy, power platforms, but also in, in, in areas like water usage, carbon emissions. These are some of the key challenges I think we, we face as a sector. And I suppose one, one final one would be how we attract talent and how we bring new talent into the industry. I mean, data centers, like most engineering industries, are, are struggling at the moment to, you know, to, to bring resources in, develop that long-term talent, to capture the growing talent that's there. And really, that's just keeping up with the pace of the industry. We're moving at such a pace now relative to where we were five, 10 years ago. It's almost exponential growth. You know, we have to be able to attract that talent to keep that pace moving. I think some fantastic points there, by the way, and um, I think it's a beautiful segue into the rest of the conversation because you, you mentioned sustainability or, or energy performance, and I think it's worth just spending a bit more time on that. We'll come back to the skill set and the availability of skill set challenge later on in the podcast, but how do you think, what role, sorry, can data centers play in solving the climate challenge, and it does exist globally and amongst a whole bunch of other arenas, but what role can data centers play to help and support that? So I think the first thing I'd say about that is 
sustainability and you know things like energy conservation and renewables this is not a new term in data center in the data center world we've been looking at this for as you know for for 10 15 almost 20 years um, and we've been looking at ways of improving our efficiency and our sustainability for that period of time so this is not a new concept to us and i think to some degree data centers have have been at the forefront of driving renewable technologies driving sustainability and really making that happen for that length of time I mean, if we go back to our the equipment that we use on site, you know, you take, for example, UPS uh, equipment that you guys are developing now, you know, the, the actual physical equipment is far more sustainable, the right all the way through the supply chain to, to where it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And, and it's, it's a very conscious effort to, to do that. And we, and we drive uh, standards and set very aggressive standards in that. I think how we play a role in the in the general community and the general regions is by really kind of promoting those uh, renewable technologies. I mean, we're talking, I've been working with data centers for a number of years and we've been involved in uh, you know, solar panel uh, deployments. We've been involved in buying in, uh, renewable technologies such as wind energies. D Digital Realty, for example, uh, you know, we are 100% sourced by uh, renewable energies and renewable technologies. And we, we consciously uh, adopted that position a number of years ago and we, we strive very hard to, to keep it and maintain it. And I think, you know, we are innovators. Our, our sector is uh, a sector that, that drives and promotes innovation. We're constantly looking ahead. We're constantly looking down the line at what the new technologies are. Uh, you know, one of, the, one of the ones we're talking about recently, we've been talking to, to you guys and others are, is, you know, fuel cell technology, how we can have a sustainable, you know, directly connected power source with zero emissions. Uh, you know, with full carbon capture, with zero emissions around water usage, etc. So, so all of those technologies that we're uh, adopting, promoting, driving, I think is is really putting data centers and the data center industry at the forefront of sustainability. It's a really interesting perspective you just gave there, Tom, because I think for our listeners, you gave the view of what the data center industry is doing in isolation, and then also how the data being used by i think you mentioned uh, you know thousands of customers uh, are using that data to then drive down their carbon usage as a as a third party if you if you mm -hmm. like compared to you guys as the as the, as the main user there so uh, fascinating points can i just bring us on to then just building on what you just said how how important do you think is the kind of convergence if you like of digital you mentioned batteries there maybe solar different renewable energies to help us almost change that dynamic one step further do you think it's important or is it something we should just ignore what are your views here i think it's really important that we play a role and i think it's important that we play a leadership role you know we 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 face challenges in the data center industry as we all know you know challenges about how fast we're growing challenges about how we're consuming power uh, challenges about how we're, you know, educating people on what we do. And it's, it, there's a couple of ways to address those challenges and to face those challenges. And we can with uh, resistance or we can be ahead of them and, and be in front of them. Um, I think we're in a, a great position because of our industry and because of the, the value that our industry gives back to the, the general economy, that we can be a leader and a driver in those. Yeah, and, and this is a great point, hey, because I know you and I have had discussions offline about the general ecosystem and the role of mm -hmm. uh, i think you touched on it earlier around education we'll come back to that in a couple of minutes by the way education the role of government policy driving the actual industry itself and actually educating you know the broader public 
as well. I think we've, you know, I've, I've, I've been lucky enough to speak to some of the press more recently who said, if your message is really clear, uh, you know, your grandmother should understand it. And absolutely. And I think there's, there's, there's probably some truth in that, right? So, but let me, let me bring you back to the skills bit. I'm, and this is a bit mm. I'm really interested in. Um, one challenge you highlighted was the growth and the exponential growth in data centers. It's a, it's a common theme, I would say, across multiple industries. But how does the data center industry attract and keep talent into this sector? So attracting talent is always difficult, and we know that. The data center industry has, I would say, a real advantage over other industries because we cover such a broad platform. I mean, if you take, you know, an average uh, data center footprint from construction all the way through, we employ people from the mechanical, the electrical sector, we employ people from health and safety, from security, from the environmental sector, from media sector, from finance, from HR, from personal development, from all of these different industries and sectors, we're employing people. So it's not a, it's not a broad, we have a very broad palette when it comes to the requirements for talent. And I think that allows us to be, it allows us to go out into multiple industries and attract from multiple industries. I mean, when, when we're hiring and sourcing, for example, uh, you know, we're not just focusing on other tech companies or other tech sectors or other, you know, we're, we're going into construction, we're going into pharma, we're going into, you know, office-based employees, we're going into finance industry, we're going into uh, you know, media industries and different sectors. So the broad palette allows us to be flexible and be broad in our approach. And that's the first piece. Uh, and for people looking to get into the sector, and we'll talk a bit, bit about that later, I'm sure, it, it allows them not to feel like they're limited in what they need to do to be able to break into tech. I think that's probably the first thing. Um, it, it, retaining talent is always, again, is always a challenge, you know, and, and you constantly face those issues about being competitive in the market. You know, where do we set our price point for hiring talent and keeping talent? But I think the real thing that keeps talent is growth and growth potential. And as a sector, again, we have a real advantage when it comes to growth potential because we're evolving and moving so fast and because we're moving at a pace and the technology is constantly evolving, it's constantly challenging and it's a dynamic environment. And people coming into the sector, you know, even at an early age, at a junior level, have a huge career path and a huge career growth uh, ahead of them. And really, it's only limited by their own uh, you know, their own imagination and their own uh, hunger to, to grow. But there's so much opportunity, I think, in our sector to grow and develop that it really lends itself to to retaining and, and, and keeping talent. Fascinating points and insight from you there, Tom. And um, what what really fascinates me about how we attract people into, into our sector is um, the variety, as you've just described to us brilliantly there, um, the variety of roles needed to, to make this, the data center industry what it is. If you were giving some advice maybe to an early talent person or an early career person who was interested in joining our sector, what would that be in its simplest form? I'd say in its simplest form, you know, don't feel that, I'd say first and foremost, if you're looking into the tech sector to, to join the tech sector, don't be afraid of it. Understand what it is and understand what we do and understand what how it contributes to what you do on a day-to-day -day basis. Uh, so don't be afraid of it. Tech is not a scary thing. Tech is a, it's a challenging environment, absolutely, but it's a fun environment and it's, it's, a, it's a progressive environment and there's growth opportunities. So don't be afraid. Look for the opportunities that suit your core skills. 
like I mentioned, the variety of roles that we have and the variety of sectors that we pull from. So, so that don't limit yourself to, to thinking that you have to go out and be a mechanical engineer or an electrical engineer, or you have to be a data technician or a network technician, or you have to understand how to write code and you have to do these things. You're only limited by your own imagination. Um, and our industry allows you to develop as a person, as opposed as well as developing a career. So don't limit yourself. Don't be afraid of the industry. It's an industry as well that you can really, you can dip your toe in and find a way and find a path. Um, and I've seen people do that over time. I've seen people start with us as uh, technicians and engineers and end up being HR and finance people because they've, they've evolved and they've found a niche within our industry and our sector that allows them to follow their core strengths. And I think that's, you know, that, that's a key message. Not a lot of industries allow you to do that. This is a great point. And I think when we talk about demystifying the sector, the great thing you've just mentioned just there is that actually you don't have to be a super tech engineer you don't have to be a whiz in finance the point is you, you can be anything you want to be right at the start of your career the point is is the journey and not the end point that's the most important Absolutely. in particular in this sector because of the roles that are available to you how do we i mean what one of the great topics that i was having in a previous role and discussions around bridging a skills gap because maybe we have the skills maybe it's not just the volume or maybe it's both tom how, how do you how do you see that? Have we got more education to do? As I said, we pull from multiple sectors and multiple sources. One of the things that we need to do as an industry is focus on long-term pipeline. How do we develop the next level of engineers? How do we develop, you know, how do we get to people at an early age and influence their career and influence their move into the tech sector? So we're, lo we're looking um, at programs such as apprenticeships and, you know, I know a number of companies in the data center sector are, are walking through and talking through apprenticeship programs. And they can be apprenticeships from, you know, electrical apprenticeships, mechanical uh, networking apprenticeships. And, and I, I think they're going to be a really key facilitator for our industry going forward. It doesn't just need to be a third level education program. Uh, it can be an apprenticeship program, a hands-on apprenticeship program. I think that's the first piece. I think the other big piece about attracting people into our industry is, is going back to the education piece. Uh, we've run some initiatives where we've gone out and talked to, uh, you know, secondary level education schools. Uh, we've done some in-communities programs talking to people and educating them about what the tech sector is, demystifying it, as you made that good point about, you know, we're not scary monsters in tech, we're, we're actually just people like everybody else. <laughs> um, but, you know, educating kids and younger generation folk on, this is what data centers do, and this is where you can have a really, really good and positive career. And I think, the, you know, there's other initiatives we're looked at, like transition your student programs, promoting data centers in a way that, we're involved in the community, we're part of the community, we're contributing to, to society and the digitalized economy. So all of these all of these contributing factors, I think, lead to that generation of future pipeline. And I think that's really, really key. And something you touched on there that was, was really close to me is, in particular, early talent and apprenticeships in particular, because they have a serious role to play, I think, in, in addressing the scale and pace of, of growth in mm -hmm. data centers in particular. So fascinating to join up with you on that maybe after this but what what just thinking about and you've spoken a little bit there about early careers but what what kind of two or three things or what advice could you give to somebody maybe thinking about selecting a career path in tech what, what, what would be your guidance sometimes some people would argue that you know people that go into tech it's a bit of a vocation you know you have that engineering kind of mindset and you have that passion for you know taking a gearbox apart in your mother's uh, kitchen table. But that's not always the case. Um, I would say, you know, really be 
really explore what what's close to you and what you're good at and what you really want to do. We're in a very enviable position now compared to 20, 30 years ago where people coming through college or people coming through apprenticeship programs or people coming through uh, school at this moment have options. They have a variety of options. They have options to allow them to explore what's, um, you know, what's dear to them, what, what they're good at, what they're comfortable with, what they want to do. Um, and, that, you know, our, our industry, as I said, you know, lends itself to that. The other thing I would say, which is really, really important, particularly for people that are getting into an industry for the very first time, you're not limited by what you start off doing. You can always try something and change at, at a point in time. And most of us, if we go back through our career, have probably changed jobs and industries and direction a number of times. And you do it naturally throughout your career, uh, depending on where you find your strengths and what, where you find your interests. So don't be afraid to try something because you know it doesn't define you uh, for the rest of your life. You can always change direction and you can always find something, a different path to go down. And again, you know, our industry is really, really privileged to have that those options to be able to explore those different directions. I think, Tom, what you just probably summarized brilliantly there is this industry probably has a role for most people. There's yeah, all absolutely. types of roles, personas, backgrounds, diversity and thinking. Everything is there and available for, right. in this industry. I always like to do a bit of a finish on a bit of future gazing. Tom, so you and I are going to go into tomorrow's world mode. In your opinion, what will be the next disruptive force you think in tech in our world? So I think the big thing that's going to challenge us in the next, I would say, five to 10 years is probably AI. We look at the growth of ChatGPT, Bard with, with Google, these platforms, these AI platforms, you know, they're, again, they're, you know, they're very dependent on the data center sector. They consume huge amounts of data, which require huge amounts of storage, which require huge amounts of capacity, expanding at a phenomenal rate. They're going to challenge us in every walk of life, I think, in, in the coming years. They're probably going to change and be an impactor and a driver on change in, at a societal level, similar to what we saw you know, in the, in the early noughties, late nineties with the internet and other programs that have the, the evolution of semiconductors. This is our next, I believe, one of our next big uh, technical revolutions. And, and it is going to define how we as a society evolve to some degree. And you can see it in the market. You can see it with the big tech companies, the Microsofts, the Amazons, the Googles that are driving to get a market share in this AI technology. But but the, the implications of it are far reaching and wide. And there's positives and negatives. And, and I'm sure, you know, we'll we learn as a sector and as a society as we as we deal with these challenges. But I see that as one of the big driving forces for us going forward over the next while. Tom, I just wanted to say thanks again for joining me on the first episode of the DDI podcast here and for sharing so many fascinating points about how industry is leading the way in terms of sustainability, in innovation, and the adoption of renewable technology. It's clear to me that the data center sector does so much to support the life and the world that we live in, uh, but there are still so many misconceptions around it, including the contribution it makes to the economy and the career opportunities it can offer to our young people. I agree wholeheartedly with Tom around the topic of uh, talent. There are so many exciting areas from a career perspective due to the fast-paced nature of the sector, whether that be in sales or marketing, finance, engineering, and importantly, of course, sustainability. For those listening, I hope you enjoyed this first episode. And please don't forget to hit like, subscribe, and share the episode on social media. And tune in to our next episode with a very, very special guest. Thanks for joining.